Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, folks, welcome to Three Dudes with a View. It's Monday. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Uh oh. Dude number two, Clayton Harris is sick and home keeping a care of a sick child as well so hopefully clayton child and clayton will be better and be back with us tomorrow dude number one mr jim york how are you good morning delk how's the world treating you it's cool this morning a fall morning huh it is you're right uh so and carrie powers regular special guest dude carrie how you doing great happy monday Carrie, you're blowing up my phone about the big oranges here. Um, well, I'm sorry, but a big orange ambulance playing Rocky Top from a happy horn on the front and the back going through Pittsburgh, I think it's newsworthy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little scared there at first, though, Carrie, and it looked kind of weak there. I know. Spire Sports with the NIL took that to Pittsburgh, and all I was thinking towards the end was like, man, that is going to be a long ride home if we lose this game. <laughs> But they pulled it out. So they did. Congratulations they did. to the like Alabama in the last seconds of the game. They pulled it out, just like Alabama. Yep. There we go. Like, what it is Spire Sports uh, with NIL? Spire Sports is an organization. You know, this whole NIL. It's about paying players. Um, or letting name it, NIL stands for. I've, I'm a newcomer to all this, but name image yeah, likeness yeah and likeness, likeness. Mm-hmm. so spire is a entity in knoxville that is um i guess advocating for the tennessee players okay yeah well, some sort of Give a little extra cash there we go all right yeah. well that go go big orange i mean uh it, it, you know, the University of Tennessee is is big enough and has a broad enough base that it it should have a, a first rate uh, program. But yeah, they can play Rocket Top all week long. Huh? <laughs> that is such a good song. Have you ever heard a better song in your life? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's a, what, what do they say? The eye, of the beholder. I don't. You know, you wouldn't understand from the swamp or that golden anchor down place. Oh well, we what what we what we're able to do at Vanderbilt is to refrain from getting overly enthusiastic or overly disappointed. Um, you know, yeah, I thought y'all was gonna win this week. You started out pretty good, Delton, and kind of kind of fell off the wagon well that's the perpetual story mr york that's the way it goes every time so it's all good uh what what about your teams how'd they do mr york 
Well, nine and one, like forty-seven to twenty-one this week. We lost last the week before last, but this week we 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 did good. We that would be Grambling. Grambling State University <laughs> succeeded forty-seven on a on a uh, rival school within the state, Northwestern University. All right. And Northwestern normally had pretty good powerhouse, so we we came out blazing this week. Last week we were duds. There you go. All right. Well, it was a good one. Southern played. Go ahead. I say Southern University, other HBCU played uh, LSU, and they got trunk 65 to 17 or something like that. Well, just shout out for SEC football. I mean, it is not over until it's over. I mean, that Alabama game, that was a, you know, a shocking win at the end. Well, it probably wasn't shocking because Alabama usually does pull it out, but (laughs) – it's just SEC football is fun. Saturdays in the fall are fun. There is yeah, that nothing. Was, that was a that was a true Heisman Trophy performance. <clears throat> there is absolutely nothing like SEC football, uh, and and all you got to do is go see a game in another conference somewhere to realize it. Even like I said, my daughter was in graduate school at Michigan. We went up to Ann Arbor to the big house, and there's just no comparison. It's SEC and everything else. I mean, the big the big house thinks a lot of itself, but it's just not SEC football. It's just not. <laughs> and uh, so there there you go. But um, now you know Alabama versus Texas. To me, that's an interesting matchup. Um, Texas folks, y'all may not realize, or maybe you do. I mean, Texas has got fifty thousand students. They've got enough money to bury the whole state in it. You know, I mean, they've got they've got the second largest state in the country. I mean, they got students, they got money, they got a base of support. There is no reason that Texas shouldn't be, you know, right there in the top five every year. Um, but they haven't been historically. Maybe they're starting to wake up. What do you think, Michelle? Well, they like other schools. You know, recruiting is a big, big uh, part of getting good, stable football teams. And, and most, well, you look at the SEC. Right. Everybody wants to go to the SEC. So Texas is missing a lot of their own players around the country, you know. So so they got to build from within, like, like the HBCUs. We used to get all the prime A and B players. Now we're getting the C and D players. And it requires a lot of development. Okay, but Texas is a, a football state, and don't go there on Friday evening. You know, doing football season, you get killed, man. Oh. Get run over. I'm, I'm I'm looking at Coach Mike Lyle over here in Oklahoma, man, just glowering at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't glow. I mean, uh, yeah, Texas yeah. is a different world when it comes to football, especially high school football. Their high school football is as important to them as their college football. Oh, I know. I mean, And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Now, I will say this as an Okie and tried and true. I don't care what map you look at uh, and what age you look at, Oklahoma's still on top. And we'll yeah, always Oklahoma. be there. <laughs> Oklahoma has been a threat all the time, Mike. I mean, you know, they can't. They can't. They can get up there with the top. You know. Yeah. Now, Oklahoma's from, always been a powerful program, but they they don't have the. Um, 
uh, you know, Oklahoma is a much smaller state than Texas. Yeah. Uh, the, the resources, and, the base. The, you know, one of the one of the one of the knocks, you know, for a long time, especially when Switzer was there, was that most of Oklahoma's athletes, you know, most OU's athletes came out of Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they went down and got them, and uh, but but you know. The, but kind of give you an idea of of the the, the size range that Delk's referring to is that uh, Oklahoma. When I was in high school back in the late seventies, Oklahoma had thirty six five uh, A schools by population. You know, similar to what we have here in Tennessee as far as the the A designations. Thirty six five A schools. The city of Houston alone has thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so. that's, that's what i mean that that base that uh, and, and you know and like you said um friday night lights i mean high school football yeah. in texas is a religion so i mean that ought to provide uh the university of texas with a an ample supply of- well actually university of texas texas a&m uh usc ou osu uh <laughs> there's all kinds of athletes that come out of texas and um uh, I mean, begrudgingly, yes. I, I'm an Okie. I, I've always, you know, I'll always hold Oklahoma and Oklahoma State above any of the Texas schools as far as my my talk, my heartstrings. But uh, you know, you got to you got to admit that there's a lot of there's a lot of people and a lot of talent down there. But the bottom line, though, Mike, you've been a coach, is getting them all that experience and talent to play together as a team oh, yeah. that's the bottom line yeah and, and that's uh that's always been the challenge i don't care what you know if you've got a bunch of uh stars the the big thing is for them to play together and to get the, you know you you overhear the term chemistry and if you can ever get it if you can ever get it you're going to go a long ways and a lot of times i think as a coach that the chemistry was more important than the talent a lot of times, you can take lesser yeah. talent and get a good chemistry and a good understanding of your role within the team, and take on teams and beat teams that are better talented, that aren't quite as good in chemistry. There and that's go. how Saban Saban sells to those players uh, the option of, of listening and being committed and 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 being disciplined. And doing yeah. the things he's asking them to do, compare and having a successful maybe NFL career compared to not listening and doing yeah. less than what he's asking them to do. So he he's got a good program to keep them keep them focused. The, the juggernauts are the ones who can take both the talent, get the talent through recruiting, and build that chemistry. Alabama's been doing it for a long time. I think Heupel's doing a good job of, you know, Tennessee's always had the talent, always had the talent. Never had, and recently just didn't have the chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think Heupel's starting to build that chemistry a little bit, and they're starting to you're starting to see some things turn for them there. All right, Kerry Powers, listen, Mike, y'all, no, no, you you weren't there, Mike. Friday night, uh, Columbia Central. Let's see who beat them. Who? Uh, um, Hill. Who? Yeah, Green Hill. Green Hills. Okay, Kerry, what happened? Um. You know, rumor before the game, from what I heard, it was that it was going to be just a huge blowout with us on the losing end. They definitely hung in there for the first three quarters. I, I thought, uh, Coach Mike, were you there? Uh, no, I was uh, broadcasting the game of the week over at uh, Columbia Academy, and uh, <laughs> they got they got thumped. <laughs> so, Franklin Road, right? Franklin Road. Uh, 
Columbia Academy took the opening kick, and it kicked off to Franklin Road, literally stole the ball from them, and went back and scored. And then Franklin Road Academy turned around and scored about the next 28 points in a row. So, Ouch. Ouch. Was not good. Columbia Central, um, there it went a lot better than I think I anticipated. I hope that that program is building their chemistry. Um, you know they've got a lot of talent. McCoy was just out of just out of sight um, defensively. There's some there were some strong plays, um, and there are other offensive players. I'm sorry, I'm not able to throw out their name, but you know there's there there is some talent. I hope their chemistry is building, um, both in the you know from the coaching staff and the players, and it is a new program, so. I'm just hopeful that their chemistry will continue to build. But they hung in there a lot long, you know, solidly through the third quarter. The fourth quarter, there were some mistakes and some discipline issues. But, you know, I'm I'm proud to be a Lion. It, it, it's a growing program. There you go. Go over to Columbia. You know, they're in a, like you say, Carrie, in a new system and new coach, and uh, it's, it's going to take a while to get it gelled together. And, but hopefully, they can bring it right, you know, faster and, and start winning some games. And to be fair to those kids, this is their second new coach in as many years. Uh, so, you know, again, that's hard to, to develop continuity and, and stuff. Uh, yes, uh, Coach Sharp and Coach Moore both ran a similar offense and were are very closely tied together as coaches, but they're still two different coaches. And so you're you're right; it's going to take a little bit of time to develop that uh, to develop that chemistry, to develop that uh, that that knowledge of both the players of the coach and of the coach of the players. So I think they're turning, probably not as fast as most people would like them to turn, but there's going to be a turn. Well, I, I find it interesting that you know Coach Sharp has come from what a thirty-year-plus yeah. career over in Lewis County, where he's been a legend with a winning record, and now he's got to translate those skills though to a, a much different uh, large school environment. Uh, so there we go. All right, it's time to take a break. Let's uh, let's do that and come back. Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional. Grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch your bandit run. Okay, welcome back. Three News with the View Monday edition. <clears throat> My name is Del Kennedy, dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is sick himself and home with a sick child, so... Hopefully, we'll see him back tomorrow. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers, how are you doing? Excellent. Happy Monday. <clears throat> Happy Monday to you. I enjoyed meeting your children over the weekend. Yeah, um, I was um, sorry for the occasion, but it was a nice event, <clears throat> celebrating a, wife, a life well lived. Yes, it was. Carrie and I were both attending a, <clears throat> a funeral uh, over the weekend. So, or a, a memorial service, whatever you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, a life very well lived. Hey, did y'all talk um, on the radio about the gathering in downtown Columbia for um, kind of in support of Liza um, from Memphis? Did y'all talk about that? By no, we, we have not talked about it. I, th- I think they actually had a a, a, a run of some type uh, in her honor at 4.30 last Friday morning. 
They did. Um, and I'd love to kind of shout out for our town. Um, they, I think two mom, two women started just kind of talking about, hey, we should do this, put it on Facebook. There were, I think, over 100 people. Law enforcement was there to support. Um, it was a really remarkable showing of support for such a tragedy in Memphis. And as a Memphian who does know the family, <clears throat> it just really touched my heart. Um, but go Columbia. We got good folks here. No, it's, I mean, of course it's a good thing. I, you know, I would, now we have talked about a, a lot of, the, there is such a double standard in Memphis and probably other places. You know, I mean, this was a, a good looking white woman, young white woman, uh, from a prominent family. And, uh, you know, it made all the press nationwide uh, mobilize the FBI, the TBI, and every other resource that can possibly be mobilized. And now we've even got, you know, front page of today's Herald, Senator Jack Johnson in Tennessee, Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. They're going to hold hearings to uh, because of the Eliza Fletcher murder to see whether or not Tennessee sentences are stiff enough harsh enough whatever of course this fellow who's charged is black uh can't remember his name um cleotha abston ezekiel kelly hmm? no uh no i can't ezekiel kelly is something else i think i think it's cleotha abston oh okay and um He's black, and to my understanding, it actually served 22 years in prison. Um, Were you in Memphis? I remember when he kidnapped that lawyer because it was my dad's a lawyer, and that guy was that lawyer was in my dad's building. Do you remember that? Were you there then? I was there in 89, 90, 91. Um, no, I don't remember that. Uh, he kidnapped a lawyer named Kemper Duran, drove him around in the trunk of his car, picked up his friends, took him to an ATM. And then a armed housing authority guy came into the Mapco where they were at an ATM, and the lawyer shouted, "Hey, help!" And the guy ran off, but got caught, and that's what he was serving time for. Yeah, uh, the gun involved. Yeah, uh, well, you, now that you mentioned that, it does sound vaguely familiar. But um, again, though, I mean, folks, Memphis is Memphis, but if this had been a you know a, a black woman of of no connection or consequence or wealth uh it wouldn't have even made the front page of the paper in memphis uh it happens every day uh so you know i, I, I don't know how issue, to sort that out but the issue Delph, is that you know this guy was in the criminal element uh there's no you know they served their time they let him out so what do you expect you know, you don't rehab them. You don't try to change their their life direction or anything. And that's what this committee is going to have to deal with. You know, if you are incarcerated, what are they doing to try to rehab folks? Just letting them spend their time in there and letting them out. They're going to do the same thing when they get out. It hasn't changed. Yeah, well, that's one argument. I mean, 22 years, that's a lot of time. Uh, and, you know, I, I was... I mean, folks, I'll tell you something. Now, you know, when when I left the state system and went up to prosecute for the federal government in 94, uh, federal government time the, for various 
crimes was much more lengthy and parole didn't exist uh and then i came back in 2018 to practice you know i left the state system so i wouldn't keep it up what's going on uh the the sentences and parole eligibility in the state of tennessee is now much much tougher than it is in the federal system uh these these crimes i mean i mean you commit you commit a violent felony in tennessee you're going to do hard time and you're going to serve it um it's you have to get a lot of detail to get into the analysis of it Um, i agree with mr york though something is wrong yeah like and i think Again, I think something's wrong. I mean, you know, interestingly, at that funeral that Delt mentioned, I was talking to a school counselor, um, Kramer Martin. She worked up at Maplewood, so she's worked at some hard schools in Nashville. And she was asking about our schools here, but she just asked about the connection kind of between our community and the mental health arena and our students and and the connection with families. And I, I think we can do better. You know, the kid, the first time he did that crime, he was 16. By the time he went to jail, he was 18, I think. But. But, Carrie, we got people, you know, the the Murray County school system is now trying to implement a program called Catapult. And you've got people on the board that's talking about CRT. And it deals with behavioral issues that students are, are creating in the public school system. Now, I, I, I don't like the price tag. They're going to spend seven hundred thousand dollars for that particular program i think we could do it a lot better uh cheaper but what does the program have to all uh, uh superintendent uh, uh director ventura is all for the program but you got people on there that screaming crt crt just crazy well, stuff he- they need to learn what crt is before they start t- talking about it well, okay, well all right, that's a different th- issue. I mean, well, right right now, though, we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. our, our prison system in Tennessee. Now, what's this fellow's name, Carrie, the one who uh, is charged with killing the woman? Cleotha Abstin. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy who years ago, uh, you know, kidnapped a lawyer, uh, kept him in his trunk. Uh, I know some of you are going, well, a lawyer, fair game. But no. And, <laughs> and uh uh, kept him in his trunk, tried to get him to use the ATM machine. You know, it, it was an outlandish, heinous crime. And then he serves 22 years and then is not out, what, I don't know, six months or so before he just callously goes and throws a woman in the back of his uh, truck and uh, then kills her and then just cleans his car out. Um, now, you, you, the, the, this, folks, is human flotsam jets and jetsam. Uh, you're you're not going to prepare him to reenter society. Uh, he he's just uh, an animal. Uh, but you don't know that, Delk. If if they if there was a program to rehab that young man when he did the initial crime, it could be completely different. You don't ever know how human beings are going to change. Well, that initial crime though was so far outside the box. I mean, th- this is somebody who's a sociopath. But now, having said that, Mr. York, I was about to agree with you though. The vast majority. Uh, and we're we're seeing some amazing. I mean, you know, the the run of the mill that we see, where you know they they go in for I don't know burglary or whatever, and they're going to do a, a, a year, two, or three. Uh, yes, I mean, those folks uh, are going to get out, and they do need 
you know, we don't need to just say, oh, okay, here's the clothes you came in and, uh, you know, good luck. We know that while you were here, you lost your you lost your apartment, you lost your car, you lost your wife, you know. Uh, good luck, buddy boy. You know, and uh, that those people need help. And But right here in this judicial circuit, uh, Michael Fulbright and some others are doing some amazing things uh, to do just what you're talking about, Mr. York, to, you know, ready these folks for the day that they get out instead of, you know, I don't, I don't even think some people... <laughs> That the idea that they even get fifty dollars is a is a myth. What's uh, Michael Fulbright doing to help people that get out of jail? He's involved. There's a they've got a there. It's a four county program. Oh gosh, I wish I knew more. Uh, Sheriff Rowland, you know, is supporting it. Uh, they got a grant or grants of some type, and uh, they are working with the folks who are in the. You know, a criminal justice system, to mostly in the, in the jails and around Murray, Giles, Lewis, uh, and Lawrence counties, and they are working with the inmates. And you talk about you talk about men. I mean, these days, you about a third of them or fourth of them are women that are in, in these jails, and uh, they are they are. Oh gosh! I wish I had somebody on who could tell us about yeah, it. They're trying to change the direction of their those folks who committed crimes and did things to they're trying to change their direction of thinking so that they can come out and be viable uh, citizens and help and, them know, transition like, out. like in germany germany has a, a, a prison system that totally rehabs their folks they don't even lock the doors well and and but we're we're a country that believes in locking you up throwing the key away and, and well, that's what you get when you lock them up and throw, they don't learn anything in there but how to be better criminals. And when they get out, they do it again and, and again and, and again. In some parts of the country, that's true, Mr. York. But I'm telling you that here, right here in Murray County, with Sheriff Bucky Rowland and people like Michael Fulbright, and, and I'm le- I'm leaving out names. There are other people mm-hmm. involved. I think there are almost twenty people working in this program in these yeah that's counties. a credible program you know yeah. they're trying to rehab those folks after they've gotten in trouble you know no i mean we're we're we, and and other uh uh counties around the country other sheriffs are coming here to see what's going on um and it's not that anybody's being soft on these people they're not uh but they are uh, realizing that you know if you just give them the clothes that they came in with and uh let them out the front door you know you're not going to get good results and uh and so they are they're trying to prepare these folks i don't know whether it's getting a ged or vocational training or uh what doggone i wish i knew i mean they're they're, you know they're helping they're you know they're, they're helping them found housing when they get out they're helping them find employment uh they're preparing them um to to be because you know 90 95% of them are going to be released and going to be released within basically 4 or 5 years now uh th- this yeah you you want those folks to do things like that through counseling and intervention to to yeah. think when they get out that 
what I did was wrong, and I want to change my life's direction. And that's no, what they're helping no, we, those people do. We, we've got so, something going on right here. Maybe Sheriff Rowland, maybe Michael Fulbright, or maybe others who are involved in the program will come on. We, and, and I don't want to give the impression, though, that anybody's being soft on criminals. That's not happening. They're, they are doing their time. Uh, that they are doing their time, but the question is: Do you? They don't even have televisions in jails anymore. I don't know. I don't see how they keep. I don't see how that works. But uh, they, instead of just sitting there staring at the wall, uh, what can be done productively with that time? And does that involve education? Does that involve training? Does that involve? Uh, in some in some cases, like uh, work release, where uh, they can they check out of the jail in the morning, check back in in the evening, uh, but they go and they're employed during the day. Uh, I'd just, love for you to get someone who can speak to this. I'd love to know more about it. I'm glad that we're doing that. No. And if we get if we circle back around to the schools and catapult, you know, I got two cents on that. But well, I mean, that's an entirely different subject. But there there are. There but are, it's related, Bill. It's related it's to trying related. to stop kids early on getting into trouble and having behavioral problems and then become adults and get on the street and become a criminal. What 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 is catapult? It's it's an intervention it's an intervention program that deals with behavior, behavior. issues in schools. What are you good or what what do you got to say about it, Carrie? You know, that we had it for a few years while at Cox only while I was on the board and the price tag is sobering and it was hard to spend that amount of money, you know, at $300,000 back then on one school. And it, you know, say 12 to 20 kids are actually in the catapult program. If you look at it that way, the dollars and cents become debatable. But if you look at by those 12 to 20 kids getting some needs met that a a classroom full of you know 20 to 30 kids can't meet and then it's disruptive to the other children in that class if you look at it at the program as serving the entirety of the school because it gives special attention to the behavior the kids with some behavior issues and social emotional issues it, it makes sense and i'm glad it's in more than one school I, I do have some questions, though. I mean, they swore the new members in. There are five new members of the school board. They swore them in. So it's like, say, I, I, okay, let's vote on this. It Maybe it could have been tabled for a month, but I do think <clears throat> there's some behavior issues that are distracting the bulk of kids in public in the in with Orn and Cox. So overall, I'm glad it's there. I hope all the school board... As a new member, I would feel a little bit put on the hot seat. You know, they probably could have had a work session about it just to bring. We're talking. We talked about chemistry and football. Well, there needs to be chemistry in the school board. Okay. That CRT is. There's someone shouting about that. Yes. All right. Let's take a break. Come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people, the place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship, beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. How about a win? How about a win? How about a win with top prizes? How about a bid for a win and a play for quick bucks? How about a win? About a win with a win and a bid for one dollar, two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar quick games, the best cash games around. How about a win? About a win with a win and sold at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Try the new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. They're loaded with top prizes from fifty up to five thousand dollars. Get them before they're going, going, gone. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. One lucky Powerball player will ring in the new year with a million-dollar win. Powerball's New Year's Rockin' Eve VIP experience is back with a chance for you and a guest to score the trip of a lifetime to New York City for New Year's Eve. Win exclusive access to epic events and a chance to be the first Powerball millionaire of 2023. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Enter your Powerball tickets at tnviprewards.com by October 30th. The Tennessee Lottery. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chillin' season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler, or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. All right, welcome back. Monday edition, three dudes with a view. Today we are 
two dudes. Myself, dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is uh, homesick with a sick child. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Don't forget that our memorial for 21 years of the 9-11 attack uh, was yesterday, and people memorializing that, uh, thinking about all the lives that were lost. And uh, what were you doing on 9-11? I was on the way into work at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Nashville. Uh, And, uh, yeah. I was in Cookville having breakfast at at a motel uh, going to Jamestown because I was doing a program for the Tennessee School Board Association at that time. There you go. All right, Carrie Powers, regular special guest dude. How you doing? I'm great. You know, that is my... My mom always talked about she knew, could remember where she was when JFK was shot, you know, and when Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and things like that. And like nine eleven is my I can remember exactly that moment too of when you saw that. Yeah, unfortunately, I can remember what I was doing when JFK was shot. But anyway, so the uh, uh, I was second grade in McDowell School, and uh, Henry Martin Prayer, the principal. Second grade? Did they, did you flunk three or four years down? No. <laughs> No. That was a good one, Mr. York. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. You wasn't 17 in the second grade taking those kids' lunch money, huh? No. (laughs) You know, speaking of the social-emotional... I was was six. You were six? Yeah. I mean, I was young for my grade. Um, Talking about that, though, you know, yesterday I was thinking about that, and, you know, I was thinking about, like, the kids that are, what, 20... 21 years. 21 years, yeah. Well, that 21 years have gone by, that, you know, their lives changed. Like, what, how did, where are those kids today? And how did their lives change based on that? You know, Mm -hmm. you know, the grief of the loss of a parent, and then how did the other parent cope? And, you know, you hear about firefighters that, you know, divorced their wife and married the wife of one that was lost, you know, and just, there were so many lives that were changed that day. Just. It really made oh. me stop and think, not to mention just the American, you know, as Americans. Yeah. I mean, we were under attack. That created a dent in the whole American culture. Well, I, I went to a very moving ceremony yesterday morning down at the uh, fire station number one, uh, where they in Firefighters Park, they, they held a ceremony in commemoration. And, and, and it was it was it was a great ceremony. Uh but all right, where where were we though? We were we were talking about uh, this program called Catapult, which was, uh, you know, the only thing. I, 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 folks, I know no, no know nothing about Catapult other than <laughs> yes, I've heard that it's very expensive. It's something for the public school system, and it, uh, some people allege that CRT critical race theory is somehow involved with it uh and that arose from our conversation though about uh mr york so aptly pointing out that you know if you just somebody does five years in jail and you just take them to the front door and say here's a brown paper bag with the clothes you came in with uh good luck buddy boy or girly girl we'll see you later uh you're not going to get good results and we're going to get somebody back in here to talk about this. But um, Besides hope. that, too, Delk, is that when, when you let that person out with just that brown bag, there is somebody out there waiting to take him in and say, hey, let's go do this job. You can make some money real quick. 
Yeah. So they are very susceptible at that at that time and period, you know. But at, but Murray County and under Sheriff Rowland's leadership and some others that I'm leaving their names out, I think there are about 20 people involved now, you know, working in the program. Uh, and like I said, nobody's getting – they're still doing their time, folks. And they're you know if they're they're not being invited tough love tough love yeah they're not being invited to a picnic if but it's a question of of not of of doing time you're going to do your time but what are you going to do with your time while you're doing time can you get prepared can you get educated can you get the training can you get the uh, what you need so that when you are uh, shown to the door. Uh, that you're prepared to be productive and not come back, and that that well, there's some amazing things going on, uh, and people are coming here right here in Murray County, and people are coming from around the country to see uh, how it's being done, and so I, I do need to get somebody in to talk to you all about that. You know, there's some some places that people who are incarcerated actually go back to school del they get their high school and then they get a degree while they in, in incarcerated i, I mean I, I know that that's happening that's 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 but a, that's but a part of what's going on uh in in the murray county jail and in the 22nd judicial district now of course it's you know you can't be compared if you want to just do your time and and waste your time then you can do it it's it's voluntary but they're they're offering these resources i mean at, at a minimum i know they're offering you know for folks to get a ged and maybe even some mm-hmm. college courses right uh, and so it's it's a question like i said not of not it's not a question of not doing time you're going to do your time so what are you going to do with your time now back to this um what's the name of it called catapult catapult what is it out to two teachers that were at Cox. I, I hope that they'll see that. I'm sure they're busy teaching, but I would love, I just said, is catapult a good thing? You know, would love some insight. <clears throat> from my recollection, the teacher feedback from teachers that I knew at Cox when it was there was that it was a good thing. That's well, all I got. How does, I mean, you're going you're to spend well, a huge amount of money, six figures, $700,000, $300,000, and it's to deal with disciplinary problems. I mean, I'm sorry, in, in my day, you did that with a boat paddle. But okay, so <laughs> that, well, things are different today. Things are different. Yep. I do think there it's real. I think. Well, well, we need somebody me, from the school system to really explain the details of that program. Maybe we can get somebody on to talk about it in detail. You know, I, I know Director Ventura is high on it, and in, in uh, yeah. I'd love to hear, you know, it, it's I mean, from what I've heard, it seems to get a claim. Uh, it, it, the people who've got experience with it think it, think it works. I mean, I think Whitthorn has about 1,200 kids, and I think Cox has, what, 800 to 1,000, somewhere in that. And if these programs are serving 20 kids that allow the other 1,180 and, you know, say 780 to have a more fruitful experience. I mean, we're striving to get kids on grade level. And if putting kids in a more controlled, social, emotional, disciplinary environment that cannot conduct themselves in a regular classroom, I'm trusting that, you know, Superintendent Ventura 
is making a good recommendation. That was my perception when I was on the school board, when I was asked to vote on it. Now, teachers did tell me it was good. Chris Marzak, you know, saying it's praises, but anything he said, I would take with what I would take from a used car salesman. So that's where I'd really value the input of a teacher over like the song and dance we got from Chris Marzak. Yeah, but Carrie, even if it was, it, even I don't know what that number might be, but even if it did deal with 20 kids and change the direction of their lives, uh, where they are able to learn and to, to graduate on, on, on level and by time, then that's, that's a beneficial program. I know that, you know, people might look at the price tag and say it's too expensive, but what is a life? How valuable is a life to save a life from going in the wrong direction? Look, I agree with you on all that. And in this case, I'm just going to say I'm glad it's twofold. It serves those kids well, and it allows for the other kids to have a good experience. I think it serves both, and it can be both. I I will say I got a text that I overstated. Whithorn has 953 kids. Right. So, but good. I hope those kids are served, but I will also say, you know, there's one pot of money. If you look at it as a pie graph of a hundred percent, these are the dollars that creates makes a hundred percent of the school board's budget. You know, I take pause it saying we have $700,000 for 20 kids. Thankfully serving those 20 kids coincides with benefiting the other populations of the middle school. Right. Win, win. And yeah. I rarely can you maybe rarely can you say that, but yeah, seven hundred thousand is a lot out of a, a bu- yeah. our budget. Yeah, but actually, when you think about spending the money and intervention on those twenty, if if it's twenty, but the other kids, like you say, benefit even more because they're learning. Yeah, exactly. Well, but I mean, I mean that's, disruptions. That's yeah. the perennial problem, and then that's Lord, I can remember that at McDowell. But, uh well, how do you want to shuffle the money around in the public schools? I mean, you've only got so much I mean, money. What, what, also what, have counseling services. I mean, if we were only talking about twenty kids per school, I mean, you could get a lot of therapy oh, for twenty for seven hundred thousand dollars if we were only talking about twenty kids. But I do think it does serve the rest of the population. But what is catapult? What do they do it's, with the seven? It's a highly social, emotional. Um, I mean, I, from what I recall, and again, I hope you can get. Ventura or whoever kind of is over this arena to come and talk about it. But it was a highly social, emotional, um, there were social, emotional components in that classroom where the kids, the catapult classroom, which was called like Cougar Academy at the time for cots. But now they've got it at Whitthorn too. So what does it do? Does it, does it put these problem kids all in one classroom? I mean, if my memory serves, it it has a structure, a discipline, but it also, I mean, again, Chris Marzak said it had taught them leadership skills where it was transforming these kids. I didn't really believe, I came to not believe anything Chris Marzak said, so I don't want to like give too much credit to that, but teachers, I recall teachers saying that it really helped the school as a whole to um, serve the kids that needed additional social, emotional structure and discipline but serving the rest of the students that were no were the distractions were removed from the gen ed and well gen ed may not be the right word but classrooms so again i think it thankfully serves in two different ways but i hope we can get someone who really has insight to to talk about this because we should as a community 
be knowledgeable. I mean, $700,000 is a lot of money. So that is a lot of money. But I mean, I'll tell you that my understanding of what, uh, when they brought back Eddie Hickman last year, uh, as you know, former superintendent of schools or director of schools or whatever, but uh, they brought him back to Central High School last year, or he came back. He graciously agreed to come back, and uh, and he opened up. There was there was an old building out behind Central. I'm not sure what maybe it was a future farmers <laughs> a building or something. There was an old building out there. But they set up a system. They had, uh, my understanding is, they had a discipline problem at Central last year, and uh, Hickman was brought back as an assistant principal to address that problem. And it was a pretty easy system. If you acted out while you were going to Central High School, uh, you got sent out to the old FFA building, and you were not allowed to re-enter the main building. And they had some teachers out there, and they held school out in the FFA building. And if you couldn't behave out in the FFA building, then you went went to the Hop Horace O. Porter uh, Alternative School, and um, uh, you know, so that didn't cost seven hundred thousand dollars. And by all accounts, but you're not, that's not doing anything with the kids, though. This this catapult program is supposed to involve parents, also families that that are dealing with the behavioral problems. You know, it's really research based that they've looked at the t- different types of things that help kids su- su- survive and and include the family into the pro- program. You know, hey, I just got a most response. of those time, most of the time those kids there is no family. Hey, real quick, I got a response from a teacher about what I said is, you know, is a catapult a good thing? Yes, it's great. It allows kids that continue to not meet the expectations in the classroom to have a place to reset and learn in a much smaller and more structured environment. It gives all capitals, all students, a chance to learn. Yes, it's very structured, but most students that leave the program and enter the general education setting have setting have learned what they need to do to succeed. It is positive for our school environment and our students. Well, that's uh, Gary. I, I've, I've heard that. I, I, I haven't heard anything to the contrary, other than this CRT business. And uh, but and, and that's crazy because CRT is not involved in it. Well, I don't. What Carrie said is is what I've heard and the feedback that I've gotten. So, uh, all right, we're out of here, folks. Interesting. Happy Monday. Thank you, Carrie. Go Vols! Go Vols! Have a great day! Have a great day, everybody!